All right. Hello, everyone. Uh, this is Flutter Spaces number five. Today is October 18th, 2023. Let's see what Flutter's been up to. Okay. Uh, this title, the title of the spaces, uh, is a bit unfortunate. It's. Uh, <laughs> I don't mean to start any drama. Uh, we don't want to, or I, at least I don't want to position it um, as Flutter versus SwiftUI. Uh, but recently it has been uh, positioned as Flutter versus SwiftUI uh, by uh, people on. Uh, by some people. Um, so I wonder if that characterization is accurate. All right, so uh, no one's here yet. Um, just going to go silent for a bit and see if anyone joins. Yeah, I'm keeping this one recorded uh, just in case, you know, someone joins. But usually I want it to be a pretty casual, uh, something uh, without, you know, too much commitment. Uh, just a place to hang out for Flutter folks. Uh, if you're, you know, if you do Flutter and you want to come talk, share what you're working on, it's always good to discuss.
Okay, adding this to the tweet box. So previously in Flutter, uh, well, I guess maybe even now, uh, we never had a really good host library. Uh, there was one called Flushbar, uh, but that was a bit... Uh, it, it was it worked and it looked great and it was very customizable, um, but there were some issues, uh, such as blocking uh, interaction with the screen when it was showing. So I'm really interested in this new uh, Toast library. I uh, let's take a look. Wow, there's like a whole <laughs> website set up for this. This is incredible. Yeah, this is a great website. Uh, unfortunately, it's not, uh, this website, oh my goodness, no freaking way, the website itself is built in Flutter, and it loads really quickly, too, no, no, I gotta try this, okay, a new private tab, this is actually built in Flutter? That is incredible. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Okay. That is incredible. Okay, that's incredible. 
Uh, let me just retweet this space. Okay, great. So this is the Flutter uh, toast Toastification website. And it's built, the website itself is built in Flutter. And it loads really, really quickly too. But what's wonderful is pretty much all of this, uh, all of this can be demoed. So the Toast Notification Library itself can be demoed on the website itself. That's incredible. Wow. Let me go to the uh, GitHub and just star it really quickly. Whoa, no way. So this Toast library website, uh, it also has a mobile version. And the mobile, ver mobile version looks really good, too. All right, I'm going to go silent again until I find something else or someone else joins.
Okay. So probably the biggest news this week is that Firestore, Firebase Firestore, now supports Windows. That's incredible. Firestore now supports Android, iOS, macOS, web, and Windows. So that's all the platforms. And this was published just uh, 31 hours ago, so just yesterday. Version 4.10. Holy crap. Holy crap. This is, like, such such big news. And I haven't heard anyone, I haven't seen anyone uh, posting about it. Uh, I think this deserves... <laughs> this deserves a lot more attention. For sure. Oh, uh, there's also Bonfire 3.0. That's a huge release. Oh, hey! Hey, Matt! I don't know if you can hear me, but uh, I'll just send you an invite. Hey, where is everybody? <laughs> I need to do a better job of promoting this, man. Uh, it's it's. I've been just been so. Uh, I've just had so much to do, man. Yeah, Flutter people seem to be pretty flaky anyway. I don't know why we can't seem to get a group to show up regularly. Um, I had some people request, and um, I think we need we really need a host it at like twelve p.m. Uh, like earlier. 
because um, a lot of people in are in Europe and Africa. Yeah, that uh, that I think that works for me. So that's cool on my end. Uh, sometimes I won't be able to uh, make it though. Uh, so Wednesdays, um, I do have some meetings. Uh, and that does cut my workday in half. So um, I'll try to I'll try to make it, uh, but oftentimes I uh, sometimes I won't be able to. So I, I can't like set that as a hard time if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I can try to step in. Uh, things kind of come up for me randomly. Like the last week or so, I've been deal I've been replacing my roof because some leaks were found in there. So I've been dealing with people pounding on the roof for a week, and that's still going on. And then I got <laughs> probably solar installation after that. So it's just sometimes I'll be able to take over on a Wednesday, probably, but other times stuff just comes up. Great. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Um, it, we just want to, I, I just want to keep this going. I mean, I, I want to do my best here. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Now this time, uh, it's pretty good for me uh, to just catch up also on what's been going on um, in the Flutter community. And uh, I, I did want to get your thoughts on something I was looking at earlier. Uh, so, if you uh, if you see the a tweet I have in uh, the tweet box up top, um, there's actually two huge news uh, today uh, or this week. Uh, so first, we got Fire based Fire Store for Windows. That's that's huge. And then there's also a new a uh, Flutter Toast uh, library. Um, and it's got like the best, one of the best looking websites I've seen. Um, and I posted that. And what's incredible is uh, I want it, I want you to like take a look at the website um, and give me your thoughts there. Uh, at the moment, I'm recharging my mouse. So I'll have to wait until, uh, until a little bit later to look at it. But I, I saw it when I was scrolling earlier today. I think I saw your comments on it. Um, did I ever talk to you about Static Shock? No, I've never heard that word before. So Static Shock is a package I started as a static site generator written in Dart. And I was making some initial good progress. And I, as you know, I got distracted by other things. But one of my early adoption goals is that I want it to be really easy to create an attractive documentation website using Static Shock. Now, it's a general purpose static site generator. So by no means limited to that, but as kind of an one first use case. That's what I'm aiming at. And I plan to use it for all of the Flutter Bounty Hunter projects and then maybe some other packages. I mean, I guess this site already has one, but the idea is that it should make it quick and easy for any package to create documentation that looks good, um, is organized in a way that's that's kind of recognizable to other people who are used to work dealing with documentation websites. And then maybe at a community level, if it gets widely adopted, then most packages will finally have some decent guide websites where currently almost none have them. Uh, for uh, Flutter packages? Yeah, Flutter and Dart. I see, I see. 
Uh, how is that different from the automatically generated API docs? Uh, my, I might have missed something in your explanation. Well, none of the content here is automatically generated. So it's not an API doc website. It's a guide website. The problem with the uh -huh. API doc websites is that they don't actually tell you how to use anything. They just tell you what each thing is. So really, any, any significant library or any significant package should have a website that says, you know, here's where we expect you to start. Here are the most common use cases. And then, then like, here's how you theme it. And here's how you customize it, all that kind of stuff. There should be mm -hmm. a website that shows you that, but almost no packages bother to create that. And it, I think it really hurts adoption. In fact, it's like there's a client I'm working with right now and we're doing some charting stuff. So I'm using FL charts or they're using it. And I'm, I'm now, I'm now also using it in their repo to get some charting done. And sure, there are API docs, and there's a README with a lot of pretty animations. Right. But in this package where everything has a name that's almost identical to everything else, there is nothing that actually says, here's how it's meant to be used. And so I'm just poking around, tracing, you know, tracing references and kind of compiling the code in my head to figure out how to make use of it. I see. Okay, so how would uh, the static shock... Uh, solve or, or uh, I guess solve the problem? What provides help at, at multiple levels, the first and most obvious is that it's a static site generator. So as with any other static site generator, it's going to provide out-of-the-box support for things like writing Markdown, which is then turned into a themed website. Beyond all the standard static uh, website generator tools, I also want to add some specific to Dart and Flutter where I can, one little example of that is that I, I built a plugin that will go check PubDev for the latest version of whatever your package is. So mm -hmm. as you're writing your document, as you're as you're <clears throat> writing your pages in the static in your static website project, you can just use a little template and say like pub version. And when you actually compile your website, it's going to inject the latest version that's on pub. So now you don't have to to keep updating that number on all these different web pages in your website. So just imagine any number of things like that, where we just given the knowledge that, that you have a dart package, possibly with flutter, <clears throat> what kind of plugins and shortcuts and, and pre-built layouts can we provide that you would want to mm -hmm. use to quickly write guides. And that's, that's the goal there. I, I sort of hear what you're hinting at, and I want to check to see if I'm understanding this correct, because one of the biggest challenges I, I, I run into, I guess, with uh, as a package author is I, I write the documentation. It's a lot of work to write documentation, and a lot of times it'd be easier to just embed a working example of you know the app or something uh, to demo something. Uh, would, would that, w w were you trying to solve for that use case or is that, am I completely uh, off target there? There's an opportunity for that to be a small piece of the puzzle, but I guess let's, let's start over. Let's say you've written a package mm -hmm. and you currently have no guide website at all, which is the default. And yes. let's say that you recognize the value of having a guide website. The question is, what exactly do you do at that, like at that moment? Nothing exists. What do you do? 
well, you can just start writing HTML and CSS to create such a website. Um, or you can go use something like Hugo or one of these pre-existing static site generators and write. Right. Them. And in there, you'll either have to create your own theme or you'll have to find some theme you're happy with. I, by the way, I tried that with multiples of these. I tried, I tried Jekyll. I tried Hugo. I tried one other one. And the theme selection is god awful, and none of them are particularly related to code. So you could go that route, <clears throat> or we could have a static site generator, which comes out of the box with a template that is optimized as a documentation website. You know, layouts that are commonly used for such purposes, and also includes plugins that that have certain information about Dart and Flutter that some generic thing like Hugo or Jekyll wouldn't have. Now that doesn't remove all the work. It, like I said, it doesn't somehow read your code and figure out what you want to say, but right. hopefully you can spend all of your meaningful time writing what's specific to your package instead of reinventing you know, website layouts or creating entirely new themes in Hugo and learning that whole right. thing. I've definitely run into the same challenges of I, I wasn't able to get Hugo or any of that to work. So for me, I'm just using Gitbook right now. It's not an ideal solution for sure. Uh, would the output be a Flutter website or would it be HTML and CSS? For now, it's just going to be HTML and CSS, though, given that that all of my marketing pages are currently built with Flutter. Um, I had like, so part of this question what, that led me here was how can we get flutter to be used on the web more to pressure the team to make it better for the web in the future? I built marketing pages using flutter. I pointed out it was flutter hasn't really had much of an impact, but I thought, well, wait a second. If I create a dart static site generator and mm -hmm. make it and make it good for just regular websites, but then I add the ability to use the same static site generator to generate a Flutter-based website. Then that's an easy on-ramp for anybody who wants to, to then generate the Flutter web page. And then maybe people start taking Flutter for web a bit more seriously. But the, the first milestone to get there is to just make a really good static site generator written in Dart for regular web pages. I see, I see. Uh, yeah, if you want to share a link, um, I can post that to uh, the Spaces thread as well. Um, so there are, like, I do have a few thoughts here, but the reason, and this is a great segue into um, our conversation. So I wanted to uh, bring up that website, um, the Toast website that was built in Flutter, because when I opened it um, and I was, you know, using it, I could not tell. I, I, I didn't know it was built in Flutter. I thought it was built in native. And that is just so encouraging that like Flutter web is at the point where you can build websites using it and it loads so fast that I don't even recognize it's Flutter. And then recently, something, something changed recently where... Uh, on mobile, if you load Flutter websites on mobile, um, there used to be the scrolling issue, right? But that scrolling issue seems to be gone. 
it's it's no longer there anymore. So you build a Flutter website, you open it on mobile, and it just scrolls. Like, it's so smooth. Um, I don't know if you've noticed that, uh, but uh, yeah, if you want to comment on that. Um, and also, we great, we have a lot more people here. So if anyone would like to come up and speak, uh, just hit the mic button, and we'd love your thoughts there as well. Uh, so right now, we're just sharing how uh, Flutter Web um, there's a lot of opportunities here, and there's also a lot of issues with uh, the current perception of Flutter Web. Yeah, I haven't. So, like I said, all my marketing pages are are rendered in Flutter. The Flutter Bounty Hunters blog is rendered in Flutter, but I haven't recompiled any of those web pages in quite some time. So, it's good to hear that it sounds like some things are are improved. I think yes, scrolling it at some point was an issue. Load time has been an issue. There have been uh, there, the HTML compiled version, in my opinion, is, is generally useless because it, it, there's just all sorts of things that just don't quite work when part of the website is HTML and part of it is canvas kit. So I've just started com always compiling fully to canvas kit. Uh, but glad to hear that that package used flutter for the whole web page. I'm glad to hear that you can't tell the difference. I've like I've been I've been uh, promoting that use for Flutter for a very long time since back when everybody told me that was stupid and that was crazy and that's a terrible use of Flutter. So it's uh, encouraging that some people are coming around finally. Oh, that's great, Matt. And what I do have to comment on uh, is whenever I see or hear anything about Flutter Web, uh, especially the flutter community itself so uh, like I, I make if i make a post on twitter about flutter web uh i'll probably get i'll, I'll I, I do get replies that you know attack me for trying to use it for a website if i make a post on reddit about flutter web using it to make a website you get attacked there as well so and and the most concerning thing Probably the most concerning thing here is that I'm building a Flutter business. So my business, I've invested, you know, uh, <laughs> hundreds of thousands of dollars into my Flutter business. And I'm afraid to say that, you know, we support, we help, you know, you build Flutter websites. So uh, I've built, you know, an editor, a Flutter editor that uh, builds Flutter UI for apps and websites. And I'm afraid to promote the website building part with Flutter because there's a lot of pushback uh, or perceived pushback from uh, the Google itself, like the Flutter team itself, where it's to the point that if I say, hey, uh, you can use Flutter to build websites, there is a very real risk that my business itself uh, will be excluded from Flutter events, even though I've invested close to a million dollars <laughs> into the ecosystem, into building this company. And there is an example of that. So I don't know if you've all heard of uh, Dora.run. So they are a Flutter editor um, built by a team from China and you've never seen, 
you have never, ever seen Flutter promote them because their entire product is about building 3D websites and 3D experiences on web. Their, their, their feels, their feels like there's something very, very wrong. And it makes me somewhat angry sometimes. Um, I don't really get angry. I just say that because, you know, that's an expression people um, have. But uh, it does feel bad, uh, for sure. Yeah, I can't imagine uh, Ray being angry or even pessimistic. That's crazy. But uh, I, what you're saying... Uh, well, so, by the way, did you ever see my Flutter versus Web video on my Super Declarative channel? Uh, yeah, I loved it. I love your videos, man. Yeah, so that I mean that video still largely represents my thoughts on this issue. There, it's it's all fine to talk about apps versus web or uh, content heavy websites versus web apps. It's all fine to do that when you're just in a, a superficial marketing mode. But what I showed in that video is that if you start breaking down real user experiences, that line is completely non-existent. You know, I showed, for example, Gmail. It's like you open your inbox, it looks like an app. You compose an email, it's now a content-heavy editing system. Well, so which is it? Can we build this with Flutter or can we not build it with Flutter? So the messaging on that is just really superficial and poorly thought out. And I'm almost positive that the politics around this issue in the Flutter organization is that Flutter does not have the bandwidth right now and has not had the bandwidth to deliver an acceptable level of performance in the browser. And so to deal with that lack of labor bandwidth, lack of organization bandwidth, they have simply stated as a matter of mission, as a matter of purpose, that Flutter is not made for content-heavy static web pages. Now, I guess technically that's true. The team that makes Flutter has decided not to make it for that. But the other version of that statement, which implies that Flutter can't do it, or that Flutter fundamentally, there's something wrong about the way the fl that Flutter is architected, that Flutter can never make sense in that regard. That has always been false. It will only be more false as we go into the future. And so the Flutter organization has miseducated their own community on this. And Ray, as you've mentioned, they have ostracized the people and the efforts and the products that are interested in using in rendering Flutter pixels in a browser. And so that, that's really disappointing. And again, my thoughts have been the same on that for years. Of course, Flutter should be able to paint pixels, uh, handle gestures, and handle text input in a browser. It's just one more rectangle like any other rectangle. And the whole point of Flutter is you don't have to care which rectangle it is. So those are my views on it. It looks like we have one more speaker that jumped on stage. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop talking and hand it over. Oh, I'll jump. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Calibi. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I didn't mean to speak. Oh, well, uh, we want to hear your thoughts. And if anyone else would like to come up, share your thoughts, uh, just press the mic button. Um, you, you know, you can jump in at any time. You don't even have to talk about, you know, what we're talking about right now, because uh, this is a Flutter space where um, it's hosted weekly um, on Wednesdays. And we just want to give Flutter 
developers an opportunity to come, you know, share your their, your thoughts and also discuss whatever you want to discuss. The more speakers, the better. The more thoughts, the better. It shouldn't just be the Ray and Matt show. <laughs> Correct. Nobody's got any opinions out there. Anyone's welcome to jump on stage and talk. Uh, it looks like Caleb B is having uh, some connection issues. And um, sometimes I guess some other pe uh, uh, members here of Twitter users, they, they would try to request, but then they somehow get disconnected. Um, so I'm not sure like exactly what's happening there. Uh, I did update the app, so uh, it, it's yeah. There's there's technical issues for some reason, but yeah. Just to uh, jump back into that discussion about uh, Flutter Web, um, do you know how difficult of a position it puts like companies in uh, to it, 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 with that distinction? Um, if if you're absolutely like blacklisted from even mentioning Flutter Web. It's just really tough, um, and it's not fair because uh, you see that website that was just made. Um, if you open it on mobile um, and you scroll, you can't you can't tell that it's built in Flutter. Uh, Flutter, I think they fixed like some something about the scroll rendering where it doesn't lag anymore, or maybe it was a Chrome uh, on uh, it was on Chrome's end where they're doing, you know, WebAssembly and they made some infrastructure upgrades. There is one detail on this web page that jumped out to me, which is the scroll bar is not at the edge of the window. It's at the edge of the content. So I don't know if I would have recognized that as Flutter, but it definitely tells me that there's something going on here. So maybe, maybe they can fix that. But I would definitely put that scroll bar on the edge of the window instead of the edge of the content. Oh, yeah, that is a challenge for sure. Well, actually, well, it's actually real easy to do. It's just that especially when if you're if you're developing your Flutter web page in a window that's more narrow so that there is no extra padding left and right, it doesn't even occur to you that it's in the wrong place. But in the moment you dr you drag the window out, then you realize, oh, the scroll bar doesn't move over beyond the padding. So it's it's a real easy widget fix, but you have to remember to do it. Yeah, it also depends on uh, the constraints that you're setting. So um, they're setting a, you know, max max width constraint, and they're making that max width constraint item the scrollable itself. Uh, so they're not applying it to the entire background. Um, and based on the way you're building it, um, if you built it where you want the content itself to resize um, and have this max width. Um, I've run into the same challenges, and it's a bit tricky um, sometimes. Yeah, the design, yeah, the the designed and or intended answer to this particular setup is that you tell your scroll view not to show a scroll bar, and then you put a scroll bar widget around the entire uh, viewport, and then it will inherit. It'll listen for scroll position changes from the descendant uh, scrollable. So, but that so this issue has come up before in Flutter, and they've they addressed it in the framework 
You just have to know to do those two things. Got to turn it off on your actual scrollable, and then you need to add that ancestor widget in the viewport area. But other than that, you don't need to mess with your content layout. That is incredible. I didn't know that. So I'm going to try that like right after this. And yeah, that's, that's incredible. Uh, <laughs> but back in uh, 2019, I believe I built, um, uh, I built, you know, a website, a template in Flutter. And it's, it's, it, it's one of like, it's, it has a lot of stars. Um, I think it has close to like, uh, three, 400 stars or something. Um, and then my responsive framework package has over a thousand stars. Um, and that links to it. And the goal with building that template was, um, I really wanted to push forward this idea of building websites using Flutter. Um, and like, you know, rebuilding, building all these components because uh, I tried building a website in Flutter and the issue was um, you had to use a lot of time to build components that were missing on web. Uh, for example, uh, a custom grid view, um, a responsive grid view. Um, I had to build that to support building uh, the pub.dev uh, cards where, you know, if the screen size shrunk, um, it would, um, you know, force it into two columns or force it into one column. Uh, so that's one feature where you specify the number of columns you want to show uh, per breakpoint. Um, and then there's like app bars, there's drop down menus. Uh, there's a lot of like custom web things that uh, you need to have. Um, like carousels, et cetera, that are built for web um, in order to, you know, build websites. And it's really sad that none of that, like no one else was really building Flutter websites. So that ecosystem never existed. So I guess now it's dead. I mean, I don't know that it's dead. I don't, I don't think it ever really began. Like you had your <laughs> attempts, I had my attempts. But the whole problem is that those attempts never yielded a significant audience. Um, and that, that's what brings me back to that point about static shock. So to those of you who have showed up since we were talking about static shock, I've been working on a, a static site generator written in Dart. So the package is Dart, but also you will when you use it, when you actually create your static site project, it will be a Dart project. And from that project, it generates your HTML, your CSS, et cetera, your JavaScript, et cetera. And part of that, so part of that is I want an actual good Dart static site generator. That's certainly part of it. But the other part is rather than just tell people that they should try Flutter for web, this package, if it succeeds with regular websites, we can add the capability to also generate Flutter websites. And in fact, Ray, there's a middle ground here that goes back to our earlier conversation because Ray, you asked, with Static Shock, um, can you embed real Flutter experiences in the website? Well, there's a middle ground because Flutter did announce that they have now made it relatively easy to embed multiple Flutter instances in a single web page. So one thing that Static Shock will hopefully help us do is on a given guide where you want to show people like, here's the code to do something, 
you can also embed a div in that same web page that renders the real Flutter experience so you can see what the code actually gives you. That's kind of halfway between a regular website and the Toastification website that we were talking about earlier. But then after that, then we go all the way and we say, okay, now Static Shock can be used for pure HTML, CSS. It can be used for HTML with a number of Flutter embedded examples. And we're going to make it possible to create an overall Flutter website whose content comes from the markdown files that you write in your statics in the static site project. That's the long tail goal of Static Shock. But I, I, it has to be a multi-step process because simply sitting here and telling people, use Flutter for web, use Flutter for web, use Flutter for web, it doesn't remove any of the hurdles and it, co it, it comes up against the problem that the Flutter org itself keeps telling people not to do that. So we, we need something more substantial to motivate movement in that direction. Exactly. Uh, like as long as the Flutter team uh, takes that position, uh, that web, you shouldn't use Flutter to build websites. Um, I don't, I think they've, I don't know if they've said that. They've, They've said that. I think they've said that. And if, as long as they take that position, then uh, I, I, I don't, I, I'm at a loss as to like I'm, I'm scared even to say that you know we can build Flutter websites, and it's a very unfortunate position to be in. Yeah, I agree. Um. Did, I, I noticed that you posted fl this Flutter versus Swift UI uh, tweet. Did you want to talk about Swift UI stuff at all? Uh, yeah, I want to hear an update. Um, how how's uh, the project going, Matt? Uh, your project uh, to recreate some of Swift UI. So the the so the project to create a Swift UI package for Flutter is ongoing. It continues, but rather slowly. I have obtained. Uh, the Swift underscore UI package name, and I've pushed up a project just to kind of take that space as, as we start building it out. Uh, I followed up there. So as is to be expected with a project like this, there were probably 40 to 50 people who said they wanted to be UX leads, which means a person who is fully responsible for some segment like color or typography or shape. And that's going to be really important to get this done because this can't be a, a map project. It needs to be a community project. So <clears throat> um, 40 to 50 people initially said, yeah, they were interested. Moving through the process to actually get them to commit to it and to fill out like five more questions about what they're ready to do, I'm down to seven. So there are seven people who have tentatively signed up to be UX leads. I was hoping we'd have 10 to 15 I'm going to now schedule a one-on-one -on -one call with each person just to make sure they really understand what the expectations are. Um, but then at that point, we're going to start specking. And specking out Swift UI is actually the most important part of this project. Because once you truly know what the shape and the color and the font of something is supposed to be, I think we all know that it's pretty quick and easy to configure that in Flutter. That, that most of that development is not the hard part. The hard part is figuring out what is that shape supposed to be? Why does the color change? What is the gradient? 
So specking is is going to be a, a massive early stage part of this project, and it's going to be absolutely critical. But as we spec out various Swift UI views, we're going to start implementing those as Flutter widgets, and the project will will start moving forward. Uh, at the moment, I've started writing some wiki articles in that repo, where, for example, last night I wrote a brief introduction. To, to help Flutter developers understand Swift UI code. So I talked about, you know, okay, in Flutter we have widgets and we have build methods and we have widget composition. In Swift UI, they have views and they have view builders and they have um, escaped closures to actually compose views together. And I explain the difference and show some code examples so that when people are ready to join the project, if they have a Flutter background, they can quickly understand what this Swift UI code means. I've also started assembling an actual Swift UI app in the repo where we will accumulate real Swift UI code examples, which we will then replicate in Flutter in our Flutter example app. So that's where we are now. It's moving slowly, but it is moving forward. And I, I as I'll, always, I encourage anybody who's willing to help to please help out wherever they can. Oh, that's that's great to hear. I have a question I want to get your thoughts on. So, uh, Tim Sneath, um, our dearly departed Tim, um, he made he posted a tweet about the spring physics of or the bounce animation or the spring physics of the spring animation. Uh, let me share it in the tweet box. And my question here is, uh, my experience here is that in Android, uh, spring physics was really, really hard. Um, it was It's not a solved problem. The libraries that do spring physics, uh, they, <laughs> Facebook made one, and it was two megabytes large because it shipped with an entire physics engine. Um, other libraries uh, didn't do real physics, so they didn't have the equations correct. So we're now on 10 plus years with Android, and we don't have spring physics on Android. Flutter, we're on five years, and we don't have spring physics on Flutter um, either. And SwiftUI, they now have it. So... Uh, what what are your thoughts here on, like I guess the spring physics, which is really really hard. Well, I can't speak to the equations, but um, back in 2018, I did I did a Flutter challenge video where I I created in three hours I built uh, a spring simulation where any one thing could follow any other thing with spring dynamics. That was that was 2018. So I guess when when you say that. Flutter can't do it. I'd have to know exactly what you mean by can't. And in terms of what you want, uh, what does it look like? Is it just that you you want it packaged up in a widget so that it's easy to apply the way it's easy to apply in, in SwiftUI? Or is there something deeper here that you feel that Flutter is missing? Uh, there is something deeper. So to uh, simulate um, a spring animation in Flutter, uh, what you can do is you can wrap a widget 
in you know a stateful widget with a, a single text mixin um, to, to do the animation. And whenever you uh, detect the gesture um, drag event, uh, you move that widget, right? So you move it. Um, and then when the user lets go, you reset to the original position with uh, an interpolator and a curve. So you can do, you know, curves dot ease in, um, and then it will move uh, what you just dragged back to its original position. The problem with that is you're not actually doing physics. So you don't get the stretchy feeling when you're dragging, right? So you, you don't get like that sense of like a stickiness. And if you wanted to add stickiness, um, that's where you get into trouble. Um, that's when you need like some actual like resistant and some physics, um, the actual spring calculations, right? So how can we, I, I think that's what's missing. How can we plug in say, a physics equation into uh, the existing flutter? Uh, so what you described is known as a tween, a tween animation, short for between animation. And yes, most of Flutter promotes tween animations for motion. But there's absolutely nothing in Flutter that requires that you use tweens or uh, animation controllers or anything like that. So when I said that I built a spring simulation example... I meant actual, not, not tweens, an actual spring simulation. Flutter has uh, one, if not multiple, spring, uh, I forget what they, whether they call them simulations, but you can, you can do a one-dimensional spring calculation in Flutter. There's a class that ships with the framework for that purpose. It's already used in various uh, scroll behaviors. And if you take two of those together, two one-dimensional spring simulations, you now have a two-dimensional spring simulation. So the way you fundamentally accomplish that is you recalculate the desired position on every frame as long as the spring is in motion. And then once it gets close enough, like once you realize that it's moving a fraction of a pixel per frame, then you say, okay, the spring is done. We're going to stop scheduling frames. And, and then also the question then is, what does it follow? Well, you have to have some policy for what it follows. Maybe in a gesture, you want it to follow the user's finger, or maybe you want a, you know, the finger position changes by tiny amounts constantly because the finger, the resolution is so high and the finger is so fat. So you might want to, for example, try to remove the noise from the finger position and then follow that thing. Or maybe you want, maybe you want to follow something in a completely different position, but the thing that you're following moves around based on finger deltas. All that's totally possible today. I've again, I've done at least some of that in videos, and unfortunately, that video I'm referring to is gone because it was from my original channel. And I was looking back through my current channel, I could have swore that I built one of those again, but I can't seem to find the video here. Uh, but nonetheless. You can absolutely use a spring equation with spring constants. Those already exist in the framework. You just have to build the widget that decides when and how to evaluate those. So certainly, we could build a package widget that does that internally. But then the question becomes, what is that widget supposed to do with those calculations? Like I saw Tim's tweet, and he had... So, like a, a card at the center of the screen that was springing back to the center. 
that's totally doable. It's just the question is, what's generally useful? Because probably most people don't need to spring things to the center of the screen. So where is the resting position? What is the gesture that pulls it? And, and when do you let the spring go? Are there actually answers to those questions that are true in general so that a general widget would be useful? Uh, that To me, that's the remaining question. But does that make sense to you? Do you think there's anything fundamentally related to calculating springs that I missed there? Uh, no, that's good. I've, I've seen that. I, I do remember uh, the built-in uh, spring provided spring class. Um, so I, oh, I, I, I just, just need a... I, I just found the video, so I'm going to oh, wonderful! and send it to you. Yeah, and I'll share it in the tweet box. Yeah, so I, I, I'm, I'm glad we do have a built-in spring class in Flutter. Uh, I don't know how to use it yet, um, so I will listen to what you're saying and give it a try, since I'm working with animations recently. And for people just joining us, if you want to uh, come up, share your thoughts, um, on you know what we're discussing, or if you have your own Flutter topic that you really you know hot and burning um, on your chest, uh, just hit the mic button and you can come up and uh, t or speak. Uh, I see John, you there giving us the wave. Um, are you trying to speak? Um, if so, I'll. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Uh, I guess he was just saying goodbye. Um, I was just about to invite him up. I tagged you in a Ray. I tagged you in a tweet with the video. Uh, this is that video is just one thing that you can do with springs. It just shows you how you can kind of use a spring equation to position widgets. There are various other ways you could do it. There's all sorts of variability, but hopefully that proves that fundamentally Flutter isn't missing anything. But if it is, you know, by all means, bring it up. And anybody else in here want to chat? We got, looks like we got, oh, there were four of you. Now there's three of you. You want to come up and share any thoughts or ask any questions? No thoughts, no questions from anybody? Great. And I love that this video is an hour and 30 minutes long. That's, that's just wonderful because I love your videos. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to watch this. Thank you so much, Matt. Yeah, you got oh, it. We do have a request. Okay. Awesome. Uh, Antuck. Uh, oh. Uh, thanks for coming up, and you have the floor. And uh, just looking at the title uh, of this uh, room, uh, I want to know, I don't know that much about Swift UI, but I want to know what your thoughts on the future of these type of uh, declarative frameworks, and who do you think will win, or will there be only one winner? many winners, what should Flutter do to stay on top? Because I'm a Flutter developer right now, maybe I'm biased. I just want to know your thoughts on the future of these frameworks. 
Thank you very much. Ray, you want to go first? You want me to go first? Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts, Matt. And I think that your thoughts are probably going to be really positive. Uh, so, so I'll I'll go first because um, I do I am a bit more pessimistic, uh, and this pessimism comes from a place of having invested uh, almost a million dollars into building a company um, on Flutter. Um, so I'm the CEO and founder of Codelessly. Um, it's a Flutter editor for developers. And uh, we're, you know, we're trying to release an open beta around like next week. Um, we're sending out invites to uh, Flutter influencers and getting them on board this week. So th that's where I'm coming from. And it just feels really, really bad, uh, unfortunately, uh, from where I'm at. Because um, like I mentioned earlier, uh, we were talking about Flutter Web. Uh, so with Codelessly, you can publish Flutter websites. And this is one of the features that was like the most requested by uh, business users. Um, and business users, um, they've, they've actually been really happy with being able to publish a design as a working website um, and designers as well. So they import their designs into Codelessly and publish it as a Flutter website. And what's so troubling to me is I can't really, I feel like I can't promote this uh, feature because the Flutter team wouldn't like it. And what my entire bit business is based on right now is I need to stay in Flutter's good graces um, because I've seen what happens if, you know, I don't. I've seen the uh, one of you know our competitors like Dora dot run. They have an editor. They've done great work, uh, but <laughs> uh, Flutter isn't really Flutter hasn't promoted them. Uh, Flutter's been promoting just Flutter Flow. Um, that there's it really feels like there's a reason for that. Um, so I am concerned about my future in Flutter and. I'm trying to save, I'm trying my absolute best here. So uh, we're currently, you know, raising money. Um, so right now, like, here's the thing that people don't realize, and maybe the Flutter team doesn't realize. Anyone that is coming to Flutter, anyone coming into the Flutter community is bringing, they're bringing money and resources into the ecosystem. So it's not like, if, if you do flutter um you're not doing it at like the good graces like based on the grace of google um you're actually contributing for every company that chooses flutter versus another solution that's like two or three jobs at least like two or three jobs maybe five you know developer jobs um even and then there's an uh, ecosystem influence, a like a downstream influence, where those developers, because their apps built in Flutter, they want to build, you know, Flutter web apps in Flutter. Um, but maybe, you know, they, they can push to build Flutter web apps in Flutter. So we've seen the Flutter team say that, hey, uh, building Flutter web apps, you know, you should use Flutter to build web apps. Um, but they haven't promoted that very heavily. So right now, how many web apps are built in Flutter? Like I've only known like a few, like there's Invoice Ninja um, and I, I really can't arrive, uh, but they're not a web app. That's not like a business web app. 
Like we haven't, I, I haven't heard uh, business web apps being built in Flutter. And I want to change that. So I am fighting really, really hard. And sometimes I do feel like really lost, um, Antuck, because we, we want to, we try to have these Flutter spaces calls like to discuss and like at the end of, you know, each meeting, um, I, I take away some to do's. So one of the to do's, a few of the to do's, um, I have, you know, for me, uh, this week and next week is, uh, reach out to Reddit, um, to see if we can get, you know, a community space uh, stickied. So that way, you know, we can get hundreds of more people in here, um, reach out to Tim. <laughs> I want to see where Tim's at and, you know, how he really feels about Flutter. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm going to do that. Uh, reach out to Tim, reach out to the moderators of the Flutter community. But I have a business and I have employees that depend on this business. So what I can do is very constrained. Um, if I piss, you know, someone off, if I make someone angry, uh, and like like just eat okay this is how crazy it is okay like just me mentioning like building a website in flutter um i feel like i get attacked so uh that's why we were talking about that um what is good <laughs> uh, I, I guess i guess uh to wrap up that like my my fears i guess i i am very afraid for the future of you know what we're building here and there's a lot of fud there's a lot of FUD that isn't being cleared up. Um, it's not being cleared up because Flutter obviously is an incredible solution. It is the best solution for building your business on. Like, I, I believe that. Um, but it, there's like a lot of FUD in communicating that. Um, and there's just a lack of, it feels like there's a lack of something critical here. Um, hype, we need more hype. Uh, but to wrap uh, to to uh, wrap that up and turn it to a more positive note, uh, we do have Firestore uh, for Windows that was just released yesterday, and that is incredible because now you can build. It's now a complete solution. You can now build Flutter uh, apps for all the platforms, um, except for Linux. Except for Linux. You can build it for all the platforms on Firestore, which, like, it, it's just such a competitive advantage. And it, it's incredible. It's now a complete solution. So uh, hopefully we hear something more about that. I looked on Flutter's page. They haven't mentioned that yet, <laughs> which is very concerning. I haven't seen anyone mention Flutter Firestore for Windows um, on social media uh, but, uh, yeah, hopefully that's a positive note and I'll turn it over to Matt. Thanks, Ray. I think you and I continue to agree about web. Uh, I know we spent some time talking about that earlier, so I'm going to speak more broadly about declarative user interface toolkits and then where Flutter fits in that picture. Uh, will declarative UI, are, are declarative UI toolkits here to stay? To me, the answer is obviously yes. And there are two major reasons why. One is the productivity gains. Anybody who spent years or decades working in the world of imperative UI development, whether that was traditional Android, traditional iOS, most of the history of web before React became popular, 
whether it was any of the desktop UI toolkits back in the day, um, it's obvious that you write less code, which is more clear to get faster results. In that regard, there is a strong business reason to keep declarative UI around forever, and so I think it will be. There's also a technical argument. Fundamentally, and this, I'm not sure I've ever heard anybody really mention this or focus on this, but fundamentally, the only reason that declarative UI code can exist in the first place is because there's an event loop. The event loop creates the concept of frames, and when you have the concept of frames, you can do per frame work. And, and the event loop also typically enforces a single threaded environment. You have one event loop within one thread or within one isolate or whatever the language construct is. So as a result of having this event loop, which is single threaded, it establishes an event sequencing that it synchronizes with the rendering uh, speed of the device. And now you can do any computation you want at the beginning of a frame and the end of a frame and in the middle, you can decide what you actually want to paint to the screen and you can paint it. Uh, historically, event loops have not been really common in languages. Uh, for example, a Java, I don't believe, has an event loop or has historically had an event loop. I, I would assume the same thing is true for C Sharp. Uh, JavaScript, to my knowledge, was probably the first language to make event loop execution really popular. But obviously, Dart runs through an event loop. I don't know, but I assume that Swift UI and Kotlin now use event loops uh, within, you know, within a given thread. Uh, well, in fact, we know that on Android, for example, there you create handlers that you bind to threads, and a handler is a work queue. It does one item at a time. That's essentially an event loop there as well. So the fact that we're seeing more languages and more frameworks based on event loops means you can synchronize those loops with rendering frames, which means you can use declarative UI. Now, why is that relevant for declarative UI? When you declare a UI, you are only declaring one moment in time. And so you have to have some way to separate one moment in time from the next moment in time from the next moment in time, because what what the flutter pipeline really does is it computes the difference between each of those moments it takes your widget tree from the previous frame and your widget tree from the current frame and it adjusts a bunch of other trees based on the diff now it's not it's not a diff in the same sense that the browser dom does diffing like it's not a generic diff algorithm it's like flutter has a lot of code written specifically to traverse the trees and find what's different. But you have frame one and frame two, and then in frame two, Flutter takes your two widget trees and it starts switching out elements, render objects, uh, focus nodes, semantics nodes, uh, and eventually creates a whole other layer tree based on the difference between those two frames. Well, that only happens, again, in a world where you have event loops that are probably constrained within a single thread. And because we do, now we have declarative UI on top, which gives us the business advantages that I mentioned a moment ago. So I don't see any reason to think that declarative UI will ever disappear. It is objectively superior 
on most days in most cases. And if there's some fringe case where it's not, then you can still exit the declarative UI and do your imperative stuff. Then we come to the question of where does Flutter fit into this? Who's going to win in the long run? Will there be one? Will there be many? Obviously, none of us know the future. But if we simply go look, for example, at similar toolkits on the web, React, Vue, Angular, they all still exist. They've all existed for many years, probably 10 plus years now, and they still exist. Yes, some are more popular than others. Yes, they have their tribal conflicts like every other JavaScript library where one tribe has to hate the other tribe. But there's still a whole bunch of tribes, a whole bunch of packages. And so in all likelihood, there will always be a number of these declarative UI toolkits, though some will be more popular at times than others. So Swift UI, not going anywhere. Uh, Jetpack Compose, not going anywhere. I think .NET MAUI, I think that's the official Microsoft offering. It's, I think it's up in the air whether that stays or goes. I don't, you know, if, if something like Flutter were truly interchangeable with .NET MAUI, would, would Microsoft still think it's worth that investment? Maybe they would for branding purposes, maybe they wouldn't. But Android uh, will never give up their control by letting Flutter be the Android UI toolkit. And Apple, of course, will, will never allow anything else to take the place of their own internal walled garden. So there will always be some offering from Apple for iOS and Mac. And there will always be some offering from the Android team. That doesn't mean, though, that they have to be the most popular. Just because Swift UI and Jetpack Compose exist, it doesn't mean that most iOS and most Android apps need to use them or should use them. That's a question of capability, a question of adoption, a question of understanding value propositions. So again, keep in mind that while Swift UI and Jetpack Compose do bring declarative UI to those platforms, and declarative UI is way better than what those platforms were doing before, it's still per platform it still misses out on what is actually the larger value proposition, which is the opportunity to use a single language, a single build system, and a single set of UI APIs for iOS and Android and web and Mac and Windows and Linux. And the more platforms that your company deploys to, the more you multiply your savings with Flutter. And everything you save with Flutter allows you to create more products, do more R&D, anything else that you want to do in your business, you can do more of it because you're, you only need one-sixth the number of developers, one-sixth the number of hiring, <clears throat> hiring managers, uh, one-sixth the QA effort. You just cut out so many costs. And that's not a result of declarative UI. That's a result of being able to paint the same pixels, handle the same gestures, receive the same text input, regardless of which platform and which rectangle you happen to deploy to. I don't think that it's likely that Swift UI ever becomes a universal solution like that. They may attempt it, but right now they're not even attempting it. They may attempt it in the future. I don't know that 
I don't know that Apple trying to ship a technology to non-Apple stuff is ever going to work out. I don't think I have a great example of that to date. On the Android side, this will probably be less about the Android team, and it'll be more about JetBrains. Uh, so JetBrains, the company that creates IntelliJ and Android Studio and the company that actually created Kotlin, well, I think they're, they're either the creator of or associated with Kotlin multi-platform, which is the ability to, take, to, do, to compile Kotlin to all the different platforms, which is what Dart does today. And then there is, uh, Ray, I'm not sure, I don't think I remember the name right now. What's the multi-platform UI toolkit written in Kotlin? Uh, I, I'm not sure either. Okay. So, well, maybe, maybe it's called Kotlin multi-platform. I don't, I don't recall. I thought Kotlin multi-platform was just the language going everywhere, but I, they're also working, I think, on a UI toolkit written in Kotlin, which would then go everywhere because Kotlin goes everywhere. Um, Kotlin multi-platform could uh, compete with Flutter in terms of universal applicability. It's unclear how far behind they are or you know, what that effort is going to look like, but that's something to keep in the back of your mind that's on the horizon. But that brings us to Flutter. Where does Flutter fit into all this? Ray, you, you mentioned the lack of kind of hype around Flutter. You mentioned messaging issues. and All that stuff is true. And here's something that I've been saying for years, which is, you know, it was fine and good for, for the Flutter organization to be this really milk toast, never going to risk a confrontation, never going to say anything that might be taken in a negative way. It was fine to have that PR attitude five, six years ago when literally there was nothing else. There was no Swift UI. There was no Jetpack Compose. There was no .NET MAUI. There was no Kotlin multi-platform. But I've said, look, there are, it's obvious that there are going to be competitors and you're going to have to start thinking and behaving in a competitive way. You're going to have to actually start taking some stances and making it clear where, when, and why Flutter is a more effective choice than these competitors. But instead, the Flutter organization is as milquetoast as ever. They will only say positive things and they will only say positive things when there can be no argument as to whether or not that statement is completely accurate. Uh, this is part of the reason why we have issues now with Flutter for Web and the messaging there. But just in general, is it, there's, just, there's nothing exciting in the messaging at all. Originally, Flutter could just throw a feature out to the world and get a lot of positive press. Why? Because there was nothing else. There was nothing else that was even in the same conversation. So simply implementing something was newsworthy and noteworthy. Well, not anymore. And what's the best example we have? The best example is the person who oversaw all of Flutter and Dart for the last five years went over to Apple and is now posting constantly about how Swift UI, and sometimes he's explicit about this, other times implicit, but posting examples about how Swift UI is superior to Flutter and Dart or that it can do things that Flutter and Dart can't do. So the second he gets into a different organization, now he's presenting this competitive kind of, uh, of strong backbone messaging. Now, I, like if I was on the Swift UI side of things, I, I'd be in favor of that, I suppose. 
my big question for Tim would be, hey, Tim, uh, where was this the last five years of your career? You know, you were only in charge of all of Flutter and Dart. You were only the face and the voice and the official messenger for Flutter and Dart for the last five, six years. Where was all of this strong-willed support and promotion and examples and discussion about how Flutter is surpassing Android and surpassing iOS? Where was all of that competitive mentality when you were in charge of all this? So Flutter, yes, Flutter needs to get its act together on the PR front because, and here's another thing I've been warning about for years, Swift UI is bound to the iOS operating system. Jetpack Compose is bound to the Android operating system. .NET MAUI is bound to the Microsoft operating system. Those operating systems aren't going anywhere ever. They have captive audiences. That The three of those combined essentially have captive audiences that constitute nearly all users of computing in the world. Flutter is just a standalone UI toolkit. Flutter doesn't have its own operating system. It doesn't have its own devices. It doesn't have its own company. It's just one little package in the huge Google corporation. So Flutter doesn't have the luxury to just sit around and do what it wants and ignore competition. Flutter has to remain essentially probably a 5 to 10x superior UI toolkit to avoid audience capture alone degrading Flutter down to nothing. Because otherwise, you know, if I'm an iOS developer, if I'm an Apple fanboy, and I'm choosing between Swift UI and Flutter, and Flutter is even just, just twice as good, am I actually going to choose it? Am I actually going to shift from Xcode to VS Code or Android Studio? Am I going to switch from Xcode to the Dart build system, from Swift to Dart, from Swift UI to Flutter? Am I going to make that shift just to double my output? The truth is probably not. But if it's five times more output, if it's 10 times more output, at that, that, that's such a strong proposition that at that point, the CEO, the CTO, the director, they're going to come down and say, what are, you, what are you doing using this technology that's taking us 10 times longer to ship our features? You know, we in the business, we don't care whether it's Apple or whether it's Flutter. We need to ship features. We need to prove, we need to find product market fit. We need to reach profitability. And you're taking 10 times longer just so you can be an Apple fanboy? Hell no. That's what happens when it's a 5X or 10X gain, but only when it's a 5X or 10X gain. And that's why Flutter, they need to be looking for where they can do that. They need to shine a spotlight on those areas when they do it. And they need to make the direct case to the world, this is why in 2023, you choose Flutter over Swift UI and over Jetpack Compose. Stop expecting people to connect those dots themselves. They won't do it. And furthermore, when someone like Tim, now belonging to Swift UI, is posting 15 times a day about how amazing Swift UI is, not only are people not going to connect those dots, but they are actively being led in a different direction. And what's doubly frustrating is that most of Tim's following is very likely Flutter developers. And so it's presently Flutter developers who are being convinced 
that Flutter is now behind the times. So that's the area where I worry. The marketing is bad. The PR is bad. The examples are bad. The, the corporate attitude is milk toast. That ain't going to cut it anymore. And if they don't get that stuff handled soon, we're going to start hemorrhaging developers over to Swift UI and then eventually Jetpack Compose. But I do believe Swift UI is doing a much better job in adoption and marketing right now than Jetpack Compose. Uh, and I spoke forever there, so I'll leave it there and anybody can ask me questions or follow up. Uh, that's great, Matt. Um, for everyone joining, if you want to come up and speak, uh, just press the mic button. Uh, this is a really open space. Um, and uh, yeah, Antuk, if you have any thoughts, um, I'll just uh, pass it over to you. Uh, I listened to both of you, and uh, they were great answers. And uh, I'm kind of sad about uh, your experiences, and I hope that the Google team, the Flutter team, you know, uh, gives importance to uh, these kind of community issues because you invested a lot of money in this and in Flutter, uh, and I would like to see it become successful as a Flutter developer. And also, I would like to see Flutter uh, to be on top uh, among these uh, other technologies because, uh, as far as I know, Flutter is the first uh, example of these. And uh, if you don't count uh, game engines uh, and the other platforms, just saw the success of Flutter in terms of developer uh, developers liking. Uh, these kind of declarative frameworks, how they do UIs very quickly, and then they adapted, and then they created these frameworks. And now in f Twitter, I see all these posts from uh, especially Swift UI users uh, creating beautiful uh, interactions and some crazy UI with very little amount of code, looking very professional, uh, putting some GIFs, on Twitter, and uh, I'm asking to myself, why don't we have this in Flutter? Because we can make good animations, good UI and stuff like that, but our outputs don't look as good as uh, them, and they didn't have that much time to do this stuff. So I want to know if, uh, if Flutter framework lacks something, or if our developers or uh, third-party packages are lacking something. I don't know, but uh, they seem to be one step ahead right now uh, in terms of the output. They're doing something right. And as Matt said, we need to get our act together. Uh, I agree with him. So that's all for me. Hey, Antek. Uh, I just saw that your app, you, you built um, an app called Sponty. Um, is it fine if I share that in the tweet box, um, uh, or is it you, you still can, private? But, uh, there is a problem uh, right now. If you download it, most probably it won't allow you to authenticate. Uh, around like two months ago, I received an email uh, in the middle of the night. Uh, actually, I received a phone call from Firebase. No, no, from my uh, banking, uh, from my bank, saying that did you make this? Uh, <laughs> Well, it, it was in Turkish lira, so I guess it was $2,000 uh, purchase with your credit card. I'm like, no, what the hell? And they said, uh, Google is trying to charge you that. 
then if you can see my tweets, uh, if you go a little bit back, I talked to Poof from Firebase team. I was shocked. Somebody uh, at that time uh, abused the authentication service from many Firebase apps. And I had a crazy uh, cost. Uh, and then I had to stop all the authentication. And afterwards, I had to add app check, Firebase app check. Uh, and when I wanted to do that, it wanted me to uh, upgrade to the latest Flutter. But my code base was uh, kind of old. So I still need to do that, uh, Ray. So, I mean, if you share it right now, if someone installs it, uh, I would feel bad that they wouldn't be able to. Uh, okay. I, I, I won't share it, yeah. um, but just come back, uh, Antuk, whenever you're ready, and uh, we can, you know, uh, share it in uh, the spaces okay. so everyone okay. Uh, can, Okay, that sounds know, great. See. I will definitely come back, yeah. Thank you. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, sorry to hear about that. I was laughing because um, you said you got a call from Firebase and also from your bank, and I'm just laughing because, first of all, like, yeah. Uh, 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 I don't know. I don't remember ever getting a call from a bank because um, they think that, you know, it's uh, well, uh, usually the banks say that, hey, we, we won't call you, you know, because uh, we're you know, they don't want you to get scammed. Uh, but then you also got a call from Firestore. And I, I laughed because that's that sounds even more rare. Uh, it's very rare to get a Actually, phone call from Google. Uh, it's really late here uh, where I'm living. I'm in Istanbul. And I actually misspoke. I tried to say my bank. So Firebase didn't call me. My bank called me. Uh, and they said, did you do this purchase? Then I said no. And then I contacted immediately on Twitter. I tagged, I mentioned Poof and some other like Google accounts. I don't remember because I was in a panic mode. And then they uh, talked to me very quickly and they gave me the contacts and I wrote them. They said they will just for one time because of goodwill, uh, they will return my money back, uh, which they did somehow. But the, pr the part that I paid, uh, they are keeping it as a credit in my Firebase account. So, yeah, anyways. So, they, so Firebase didn't call me. Just I wanted to correct that. Oh, okay. I see. So that is a rare event. So Firebase won't call you. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, but that also explains why they added app check, uh, perhaps, because uh, that was a recent addition. Yeah. Hey, uh, we got a new uh, speaker, uh, Raystat. Uh, you have the floor. Uh, hello. Uh, my name is Riasat. <clears throat> so... Uh, I want to like uh, touch a little bit about the web issues that uh, Ray you mentioned about a while ago, and then I'll come back to the Swift UI issues uh, Matt talked about a little bit. So uh, I have two Flutter apps uh, that I've developed uh, for my company, and I've been working on these Flutter apps for about three years now. So. Um, uh, uh, we first launched uh, as web, so it's a little bit uh, different than other people. Like other people usually launch on uh, app first, 
but since we had some web application before and uh, I was basically replacing them, so I had to launch WebForce. And uh, I think uh, the web launch was about one year and something ago, maybe one year and six months, something like that. At that time, like uh, I faced tons of issues with Flutter Web. And um, for example, one of the biggest issue that we have no SEO support. Google can crawl your site, but it will not know what's, what's in there. If your site contains anything that focuses heavily on text, it's totally out of Google's high, uh, site, uh, Google search engines, that is. And about this, like Hixie talks, uh, talked about exposing the accessibility nodes. So uh, the search engine can actually crawl those things. But as of this moment, there's nothing there. It's not working. It's, it's, it's not a feature that Flutter advertises officially. And to my knowledge, Google doesn't uh, uh, crawl this stuff at all. One another, uh, another very difficult thing that I faced was I'm trying to develop a web app. I have developed uh, very big React apps before, actually multiples. And there are certain ways you deploy that. If you have a new version, you deploy the new version so that the new version loads, you uh, like um, invalid the old version, use service worker and stuff like that. And in case of Flutter, you have these things that are there, but they don't work properly. Like you deploy a new version and your users are still on the old version months after. And they're facing issues because they've changed so many things and API calls are not working, or maybe some people are having some other issues. They, I have to tell, like, go on one-on-one support with users to ask, show them how to clear their cache. And, and a lot of stuff like that. I had to like work a lot on this to have a system, stable system, where now I can like just deploy my app in the web and users just get the new version 100% of the time. Is out of the box, it doesn't work 100% of the time. Another issue was the bundle was very high, very large. Uh, recently, it has been improved by Flutter team. So I believe the Canvas kit was about 2.5 megabyte and it has been reduced to 1.5 megabytes. So that's a very, very nice change. And another issue that I faced was, um, at first I thought, hey, Flutter is by Google. It'll definitely have, since Flutter has web support, it'll have ad support also. But to my surprise, it's my fault. I didn't research this uh, very well. To my surprise, as I was almost complete with the web app development, I was like ready to deploy and start testing. I tried to get some ads working on it and it's not working. There's no official support for it. And to my knowledge, I am probably one of the very few person, probably one of the few, very first people, first one, two, three people who actually implemented ads in Flutter web. It was not very difficult, but it's a messy process. Uh, this is something that Flutter should have out of the box support if it wants more, um, what can I say? Yeah. I mean, adoption. People are like screaming in, in, in a GitHub issue in Flutter where they're saying, hey, we want ad support. We want Google ad support in Flutter. We cannot show ads in our web app. There's no support for official support for it. Uh, I, I actually wanted to like the solution that I developed. I wanted to like release it as a package. 
uh, in PubDev, but at the end, um, it proved to be a little bit too complicated. Also, I didn't find much uh, free time yet because I was working on the other app. I will probably do it at some point uh, within maybe uh, next few months. Another thing that my user users complain, uh, like one user, he's very against Google. He's like, um, he talks to Google all the time in, in, in our forum. And he's like, why did you choose Flutter? Google abandoned Flutter. Even my users are concerned that because Google kills so many stuff regularly that I decided to like replace our web app that has been like online for 10 years with Flutter version, they're concerned that Flutter will be get, will get discontinued and maybe we'll have trouble with it. And he's one of the best, one of the most complaint he like does all the time is that uh, since our app provides a lot of statistics, uh, I actually should have mentioned it's goalipost.com. You can go and visit. Um, and it, it's about NHL uh, goalies and stuff. A lot of statistics, stats, when the shield are there, stuff like that. So his complaint is, hey, I cannot do a control F search. He wants to find a specific player or in the page where we have like maybe hundreds of data and he wants to find a specific player or something like that. In, previously, when it was just a website, you could just do control F and type maybe uh, Connor McDavid and get that goalie. Right now, he can do that. Well, I have a solution for that in mind. But again, uh, this is something if Flutter wants people to use Flutter for web, control F support is vital. It's missing. It has a GitHub issue, and people are like uh, like posting on that issue almost every day, requesting for the support, but it's not there. Another issue that I faced was when the app was all done, it's running fine on Chrome, it's running fine on desktop and stuff like that, but on iPhone, on iPhone Safari, the performance is extremely bad. Like it's unenjoyable. On the other hand, if if we displayed a lot of stuff on the same page, iPhone just uh, iPhone browser just kills the page because it's using too much memory. There's no warning. There's no easy way to debug it. Is is just like that. So my experience is that because my employer didn't give me a very huge budget. I couldn't have a maybe 15 people team to develop two very big apps, including back and front end and whatever the thing is. That's why I chose Flutter because I felt like it would help me to develop one code base that I can deploy everywhere, get support everywhere, as Matt was saying. Cost reduction of one sixth or one seven, maybe even one ten, something like that. That's the reason I chose Flutter. And that's the reason I I'm still using the Flutter web for the web app. Otherwise, I would replace it in a heartbeat with a maybe maybe React version, maybe Vue version, maybe even just a simple um, HP version. Doesn't matter. It's still better than Flutter web. So that's my web story, like my experience. Right now, my users are quite happy. 
they're using it regularly. User base is growing. We have like about uh, 10,000 visits per day or something like that. So not much complaint, it works. And one thing I really like about Flutter here is that I can just make one change and deploy to all the platforms simultaneously. Usually there's no, usually there's too, not too much problem. Uh, if it works on web, it works on apps also. So you know, I, sometimes I use the web as testing ground and um, that's it. That's from me about web. So if you guys have any questions for me about my web experience. Uh, let me jump in real quick and just get the URL of the, uh, your site. Um, if it's I can... goaliepost.com. Uh, goaliepost.com? Yeah, it's G-O-A-L-I-E-P-O-S-T.com. Oh, wow. This looks great. Okay. Um, I'm going to share it in the tweet box. Um, sure. Just hold on a second. And I'm going to mute myself, uh, Matt, Antuk, if you want to, or anyone else, if you want to come up and, you know, a comment and talk with uh, Rice, uh, sorry, uh, Rysat? Uh, yeah, Riasat. 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 Okay. Thank you. I think that web stories, it sounds similar to many other web stories. Uh, part of that, like the part about, for example, being able to run a typical uh, text find on the web page that's specific to web. The issue around ads, I mean, there might be something web related, but my guess is the ads is more of an issue that the ads team uh, hasn't bothered or has otherwise refused to dedicate people to create the Flutter integration and the Flutter team itself probably can't afford to divert any more people. Uh, I mean, this, for all my criticisms of the Flutter organization, and, and there's plenty of them, one thing that's undeniably true is that people show up asking and expecting the Flutter team to do all sorts of things that aren't directly about Flutter. This happened a lot with plugins, like, well, why doesn't Flutter do this Bluetooth stuff? Or why doesn't Flutter do user location services? And of course, none of those things are UI toolkit concerns. What people really mean is, why can't I write Dart code that talks to the user location system? And that's because, well, you know, nobody's written it. The, the user locations team, the Android team, hasn't provided it. And the Flutter team is busy working on the UI toolkit. They don't have people generally that dedicated to interfacing with operating systems through Dart. Um, so I think probably the, the, the ads issue is an internal politics issue. I have no doubt that the Flutter team would love for the ads team to supply a Flutter or a Dart compatible version of ads or a Flutter compatible version of ads. I'm guessing the ads team has said, pound dirt, we have other things we care about, we don't care about you. And then you're kind of at a stalemate inside the company. Now, none of that is an excuse. I mean, these people are paid, you know, two, three, five hundred thousand dollars a year to deal with the politics in Google. They damn well better deal with it. But that's probably what's going on on the inside. And that's why we on the outside are stuck saying, why doesn't Google's primary product called ads work in Flutter? It, it, it is crazy on the face of it. 
Um, but that's what politics does. It, it makes crazy things possible. So I hear you um, on... Uh, let, let me interject a little. Sure. So uh, ads actually work in Flutter if you're using the apps. There's the Google AdMob support, official. So if you're deploying to iOS or if you're deploying to Android, your ads will work out of the box. It's very easy to integrate. But when you are deploying to web, it doesn't work because the library that Google provides for you to use ads uses some native stuff or something. I haven't looked into it yet. So it doesn't work on the web. And in the web, you what you have to do is you have to implement the web version of the ads, Google ads. And for that, what you have to do is you have to write some functions which where you can like call some Dart function and in, inter, uh, correspondingly, you can call some JavaScript function. Basically, you, you know, there's some feature in Dart where you can just call a Dart function and it will call some JavaScript function and return you the value and stuff like that. So you actually have to do that. And I was able to do that within two days. I, I didn't even know this feature existed. And then I figured it out, I tested it out, and I added uh, add support within two days. It's a message system, and I didn't have pre previous experience, but I firmly believe if a very experienced Flutter engineer who works in Google actually starts working on this, they'll be able to tackle this within maybe a week. Not more than that. Maybe they have to write a lot of tests, maybe one more week. So two more, two weeks stops. Now, the result will be that a lot of, lot of people will be very happy because they'll be like, okay, now I can make some money using my web app that, is, that I built in Flutter. They can do that right now. Control F support. Again, it's a little bit complicated to do properly. That's why Flutter team is probably taking so long. They, I, I believe they're uh, like, brainstorming how can they do that in the GitHub issue. But again, that is also some something like people really want. So if you say that, hey, Flutter supports web and people just want to show ads on the web because that's how they, most people make money and that's not what you support and your name is Google, that looks very bad. Yeah, I totally agree. Like I said, I wasn't I wasn't suggesting that what they did is the right move. I was just offering some color as to how it can happen. Uh, and you said, like, maybe it takes a week to implement. Maybe it takes a week to test. I mean, I'll be honest. Anything that happens in there is is takes way longer than that for various reasons. But let's just say that it is two weeks in total. Well, what the team has to do is of the, you know, the team has different skill sets as well, right? So on the team of the let's say five people out of the entire Flutter team who have that skill set, what else would they do with those two weeks if they weren't doing this? And that's the calculus that the Flutter organization applies over and over again. For the next two weeks, here are a thousand things people want. Which one of them is worth our two weeks of time? And the argument that you're making is ads should be the top priority. Ads should be the thing they do. And you might be right. But what, what we know from the fact that they haven't done it is that certain people on that team clearly don't think that's the most important use of the next two weeks for one of these developers' time. Um, but I actually oh, to... Obviously, I agree with you. But the thing is, as you said uh, in, in your talk about like team sharing uh, various things, how SwiftUI is very good, 
And if this gives up, we'll be like uh, losing Flutter developers to SwiftUI and stuff like that, right? So this thing, this having no ad support is another thing that is probably already losing a lot of developers or a lot of developers actually decided against going Flutter because they saw that they have no opportunity of having ads. Yeah, I think you may very well be correct. So it, it anything that directly ties to the bottom line of a business should be a very high priority, including ads. It's unfortunate that they think that's something that they can avoid and, and not have a problem. But hey, I've got to run. So I appreciate everyone's time and offering comments. And I hope we get to do this again next week. So thanks, Ray, for putting this together. Yeah, thanks, Matt. Um, always, always a pleasure. Um, I'm going to stay on for uh, until 8 o'clock here, um, so nine more minutes. And uh, we got a new speaker, RR Ready. Uh, but thanks, Matt, for uh, joining. So uh, I'll see you next week. Yeah, okay. So RR Ready, uh, if you have the floor. Hey, hey hi. This is uh, RR Ready from India. This is very early morning. Uh, yeah, I hope uh, Super Recovery to also here. Yeah, I hope so. And yeah, so when I come to my journey to Flutter, yeah, I have experience of like three years of experience in the Flutter. And uh, yeah, recently, like originated my job with the Flutter because of this, uh, uh, like uh, they wanted to come work from the office. So that's the reason why I joined my job. So now I'm unable to uh, get a like a Flutter position. Like uh, there are no available Flutter position into my like uh, my my hometown near location. Because like Flutter is something very, very new. So that is in a way like uh, I am recently uh, started learning uh, Shift UI and Jetpack Compose. Then finally decided to let's learn the Jetpack Compose. Why? Because here in India, uh, Android OS share is very, very more. So that makes sense to uh, get a uh, native Android job. Because like uh, I, uh, before Flutter, like uh, I am a, uh, I, I was a native Android developer, so that if any legacy code comes, so that like uh, I can I can easily handle it. And when coming to the context of Flutter versus Shift UI, yeah, first thing uh, I will tell you like uh, from from last one month onwards, I tried like Shift UI and also Jetpack Compose as well, like simple simple apps, simple simple like uh, like uh, just recomposing the UI. And uh, the first thing I can say that Flutter is having advantage of the uh, hot reload and uh, hot restart. But when coming to Shift UI, no man, that is the very, very, uh, very, very awkward experience for me. So Shift UI is uh, not having uh, any kind of like a hot reload. So they are uh, uh, promoting the like previews. So uh, um, from, but uh, my background recently, I'm coming from the uh, Flutter development experience. But if I see like uh, uh, use the previews in that score, so yeah, I'm not uh, very into it. So that's really, really bad developer experience, I feel, to the like uh, Shift UI developers. And also, when coming to Jetpack Compose, like, yeah, recently, so Android Studio team are, uh, are like, uh, uh, JetBrains team come up with the live edit feature. So it's at least like uh, it is uh, in a situation to provide the hot reload functionality, or uh, at least like to change the color or, uh, or like to change the like size of the uh, another widgets. So, at least uh, Jetpack Compose is able to provide. And also, yeah, so I had experience with Flutter. And also, as well as like recently, I am trying this uh, Shift UI 
and also jet pack compost so i yeah i understood like a couple of things are missing from flutter uh exactly are uh, not missing but uh, uh flutter is already having those are like a uh, third party options so one thing i can say is that is uh yeah i don't want to uh tell you again but uh yeah state management solution so yeah when like uh, yeah like uh, whenever a like a new developer created the like uh, any simple application maybe counter app right so again like uh, if that developer wants to like put put like some kind of like state management solution into the app so he has to like go to the browser and uh, and again like yeah which is the uh better uh better state management package for my application right but the developer is having uh like so many options he's he's again like getting confused and also same thing with the like navigator yeah like uh, yeah navigation solution also so yeah in the outside in the outside like there are like so many options so that uh, developer is uh, uh, getting into the, the like uh, so much of like uh, tutorial hell and there is uh, uh, much more thing but when coming to the shift ui and also jetpack compose so they have the like uh, clear inbuilt mechanism to handle the state when you go to the shift ui uh, they pro- they come up with the annotation solutions and also in the jetpack compose they came up with the like uh, live data yeah live data apis so like uh, shift ui and jetpack compose they have their uh, their inbuilt solutions so that if any like a new developer is uh, trying to learn those things so the developer uh, will learn the like in- inbuilt solutions first because like uh, those are like uh, very straight forward and also like what are the documentation is coming from the like official sources but when coming to the flutter side no right so th- those solutions like we have to depend on the like a third party third party plugins right so they are like uh, there are like more 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 uh, more 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 uh, packages are available so that like there is like more 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 uh, confusion uh, developer gets so i am thinking that maybe uh, google or uh, google uh, would uh, need to or like or try to finalize the uh, one package and like uh, and like put that api into the like flutter flutter itself only so that like if any like newcomer comes right he will, he wants to like uh, deal with the state management so that he can like rely on the like inbuilt solutions so that is what uh, i can say and yeah this is the my last uh, one month experience of the shift ua and jetpack compose i hope uh, everybody is followed Yeah, man, uh, I kind of agree with you, like uh, having more native, like built-in solution in Flutter because like, as uh, teams uh, uh, shared this Spring example of Swift and Ray, you shared it on, on Twitter. So this type of thing is really built into SwiftUI, but we don't have this type of cool stuff built into Flutter. It's very much possible in Flutter. It's uh, not very difficult to do in Flutter. for someone as experienced as us but when a new developer comes in they're like how can i have this type of cool things they have to rely on some third party package or not or in in case of swift ui they have all these things at their fingertips all the time yeah yeah and also uh, one more thing is like uh, yeah, google google wants to come up with the like uh, some meta programming processing something like uh, they wanted to de- generate the code with the like uh, some kind of the newer feature called uh, meta processing with the annotation stuff right and uh, yeah this shift ui and jetpack compose like uh, they are having the very rich support for the uh, annotation processing 
and also like a code generation at the time of a compilation only but uh, yeah since the dot is not having that much of support but no not having support but uh, we don't have any like uh, solutions at the time of uh, compile time maybe like uh, yeah so i just want the like uh, this state management uh, solution is uh, must needed and the navigation solution also uh, must needed right so it would be highly uh, highly appreciated if google come up with the, like one standard solution maybe like uh, if the, that is not satisfied right then only like a developer can like uh, step out of the like uh, uh, flutter sdk and uh, and uh, bring the another third party solution so that part would be highly appreciated yeah oh, that's, that's great from already uh, thank you for sharing your uh, experience there so in terms of uh, flutter versus swift ui uh, and the job opportunities, uh, wh in what uh, language are you currently looking for uh, or do you currently have a job with? Uh, yeah, like, uh, yeah, since I'm having like uh, six years of uh, experience in the mobile application development, so in my early two years, I was a native Android developer. Then when Flutter come into the picture, so from there onwards, I completely worked on the Flutter. So now I'm having six years of experience. I am using the latest technology called Flutter, right? So here Flutter is very new and uh, even that Flutter position is available, but they are not uh, ready to like pay that much of uh, salary to me, right? So that is the reason why like uh, here I'm unable to find the any suitable position uh, for my experience. And also like here uh, in the India, like, uh, like everybody is having Android device here, Android voice share is uh, uh, like more high. So that's the reason why like uh, native Android developer positions are like uh, available. So that is the reason why like I wanted to like uh, continue with the like uh, native Android platform with the Jetpack Compose. And uh, if I find the position of the Flutter developer, then uh, I will happily continue with the Flutter position. Yeah, I hope you do find a Flutter position. Uh, so will you still uh, keep up with Flutter if uh, you go back to working with Android? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Like, uh, yeah, here also in India, right? In India, like, uh, like most of the companies uh, will target to the, like, Android platforms only first. And, uh, and later, if they want the, like... Uh, iOS support at that time, like they will decide depending on it. So they want the cross-platform solution, or else like they just want to write the like native iOS uh, solution. Uh, yeah, like uh, and one more thing is like a Google from the Google side, like they need to do the uh, marketing to these business owners or uh, managers. So who is deciding the tech for the mobile? So so that like uh, more job opportunity, more flutter job opportunities uh, will be open if Google like. Uh, uh, like yeah, press that, uh, press that uh, marketing flutter into that uh, business owners or management community, so that uh, downside developers will find the more jobs. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so I'm gonna end this spaces call, uh, but before I do that, I want to, uh, well, are already. Um, what time is it there in India? So that can help me understand how we uh, can schedule these spaces, so we get more uh, people from India in, and we you know have better uh, hours for people. Uh, what time is it there, and what time works for you? Hey, come on! So now it's timing like uh, six thirty a.m. 
so i was actually oh, oh my gosh <laughs> yeah yeah today yeah today like uh, yeah, i woke up early and uh, yeah when i woke up early and uh, i just opened the my mobile phone and uh, yeah twitter opened then I, again i i just saw the some status spaces going on so i simply like uh, clicked on the join and uh, i'm enjoying the part of the talk uh, you guys are uh, uh following because like recently from last one month onwards i am trying to experiment with the shift ua and jetpack compose and also right mm-hmm. and also i have watched like a few of the few of the some kind of uh, videos in the youtube uh, comparison of those these tools and also how the like uh, how the upcoming feature uh, depends on this uh, technology and which technology will 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 take the uh, like uh, more space when compared to this uh, shift ui jetpack compose and flutter so whatever the like uh, super declarative uh, yeah like uh, told like yeah, shared in this space only like a lot of knowledge so their limitations and non stuff right so even me also i got the uh, conclusion that same stuff here by watching some other youtube tutorials and also by following some other tutorials so yeah finally my conclusion is that so according to my my place so here uh native android devices are so popular so like uh, having like more uh, os percentage of share so that's reasonable like uh, we use like jetpack compose and native uh, development and if in case if they want the like cross platform then uh, then then uh, we prefer the like uh, flutter but in the us right so they like uh, ios is the like uh, targeted devices right so they start developing for the ios if in case if they want the cross platform then they would switch to the like flutter i think so like if i was the person in the us i would do that so um, yeah that's, that's what we we see definitely uh, okay uh, yeah so we can uh host some spaces perhaps later at night and uh and for flutter they should really the flutter team probably the next flutter forward it's probably going to be in india um if i had to guess because uh the last one was in nairobi africa and we learned from our last spaces that uh it is because africa loves flutter like africa loves flutter so much so that's why the first flutter forward event was in africa uh but i think india is a huge market i mean i didn't know that most uh, indians um used iPhone I mean Android I didn't know that I didn't know there was such a you know high usage of Android um so that's a huge market opportunity <laughs> and it's a huge opportunity to create tens of thousands of jobs for Flutter uh because here in the US if I don't know if you know but in the US uh it's tough it's very tough for Flutter <laughs> um okay yeah, uh, in, in in india uh, i believe uh, android market share is over 95% oh wow that's incredible yeah so so a lot of uh, people actually like uh, don't make ios app at all like they have a business they have apps but they just make the android app because like uh, making ios app investing in it is not feasible at all because you only have 5% users there on the, wow. on the other hand on the other hand like uh, in uh, usa canada you have like ios market share is i believe uh, something like 50 60 something like that right it's like 60% now right for example uh, for goli post uh, for every one android install we get like about 2.5 uh, ios installs and that's in <laughs> canada okay then uh, 
Flutter's the Flutter team needs to do a Flutter event in India because <laughs> the m moment they do, um, they'll change a lot of people's minds. Uh, so I, I guess a, a final piece of news to share, um, since we do have uh, uh, Riasat. Um, and are already here from India. Uh, so Codelessly, uh, the company that um, I founded, um, we sponsored, uh, we just sponsored the Flutter India conference um, because I feel that, you know, uh, Flutter in India is very important. And we have um, a lot of, we have some developers from India. So it's a point of pride uh, to support, you know, a Flutter conference in India, our first one. Um, but if you want some tickets, um, I can give you a discount code. Um, it's a Flutter India uh, conference, FIC, uh, codelessly. So you can get a discounted price to that conference if you want to go. Um, maybe Reddy will be interested. Uh, I'm not from India, so yeah. I oh. have to like, <laughs> take a flight. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 man. Yeah, yeah, like uh, that's very cool. Yeah, but like uh, I am... Uh, living in a very very remote space so yeah i yeah like uh, i i yeah i watch like a lot of like uh, online hosted uh, uh meetings so yeah anyway like uh if in case if i wanted definitely i uh yeah i tag you in twitter and also yeah that would be very appreciated oh uh, great great uh all right well thank you all for joining and I hope to see you, uh, see you all, you know, back sometimes. Uh, we host these every Wednesday, um, and we're you know playing around with the times. So uh, yeah, uh, well, I guess we'll end it there. Okay, thank Take you. Take care. Man. Bye bye.